The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. May 30th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage. Today, we're going to cut our cigars every way and explain the good, bad, and the ugly way to do it and how to do it properly. If you're already a pro, stay tuned. You might learn something you never knew, or maybe you won't. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right, I'm hitting share over here. I'm on the Cigar Authority live on Facebook and hitting share. And if you're doing the same... Thank, Thank you. you. Do the same. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, we have cigar number one. Today, the idea of today is how to cut, cut a cigar properly. We're going to show you all the different ways of doing it. Uh, there's 12. There are 12 ways. Uh, some of them have different names and things like that. We'll get into that. Um, and the cigar we chose today is a cigar that has a cap or a head that's a little different than other ones. This is part of the Cigar Authority care package. If you're part of the Cigar Authority, you'll see. But this is on purpose because you never know what you're going to have to cut. So either way, you got to cut it the right way. Barry, what do we have here? Well, today's first cigar is the Agonorsa Leaf Signature Corojo, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Agonorsa Leaf. The size that we're lighting up is a six and a quarter by 52 Bellicoso, and it features a Nicaraguan Rosado Claro Corojo 99 wrapper, a Corojo 99 binder from Nicaragua, and Nicaraguan Criollo 98 and Corojo 99. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime, and a box of 20 will set you back $184.99, which comes out to nine and a quarter per stick. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Nine and a quarter a cigar. Are you comfortable with spending nine and a quarter a cigar? You may ask mm-hmm. yourself. We're going to ask you. So catch um, the after show. That's what we're going to talk about because our annual survey is about to come out. And uh, we'll talk about that. But well done. Thank you. Well done. And, and I didn't even say that it was a segue or anything no, like that. Then you got you, you to <laughs> screw it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so many ways to cut a cigar, and we've seen it all. You see all the terrible ways. The 12 ways I have written down here is the poke, the bullet, also known as the hole punch, the pick, the bite, the notch, also known as the V-cut, also known as the cat's eye, the guillotine, also known as the straight cut or single blade or knife. 
the scissors, and the double blade cutter. We're going to do them all. We're going to do them all with this cigar. Which kind of disappoints me. When I saw the title of the show, I thought, wow, we're smoking 12 cigars. No. We'll no. do it all with this one cigar, and the next cigar in the next hour we'll smoke. We'll let you choose whatever way you want because you nice. have every one available to you right now. And when I saw the show notes, I thought scissoring was going to be something totally different. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's not. Figures that you would. So I see this on golf courses an awful lot, the poke, that people think this is the proper way to cut a cigar. Uh, I see it with people with pens and pencils. Uh, I see what people without the correct tools when enjoying a, a fine cigar. They have to do what they have to do. And a lot of these things are, what do you do when you don't have the right tool with you? This is one of them, and it's poking the cigar. So you guys have your pen. I have my pencil. Is the official poking brought to you by anyone? It, it is. Brought to you by Trojan. <laughs> it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... <laughs> that was his pen click. <laughs> Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I know that was good because I got the thumbs up from Ed Sullivan. So I we really got to stick it. our friggin' pen in the end of this. Do you watch it happen? And are we going to do the official yeah, cutting I, 12 times? Yeah. I watch it happen, but it... So just stick your pen in, the, in there. My, can I get ink poisoning from this? Yes. No, but my cold drawer is hints of blue ink. <laughs> so now I, I did it. I shoved the pencil point in it. While I did it, I felt it happening. I felt the tobacco being pushed into the canal of the cigar. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's not. It's not a strong draw. No, in a in a pinch as. So to say, I've done the poke with a wooden match. If all I've got is I've a pack seen of wooden matches. I've seen that a million matches, times, yeah, yep. That'll yep. work. So let's light the cigar, see how it performs. If you're doing this at home and joining us, we'll, we'll change it up as we go on. But if you ever bought a machine-made domestic cigar, an El Producto, a Garcia Vega, yeah, you look similar. at the end of it, that's what it looks like is there. And people that are used to that, that's what they see. But it's a rod that that happens to. There's actually a rod that's in there, and the t cigar is made around that rod. Then the rod is removed. So you have, a, thing. you have a steady airflow through the cigar. You have the, the airflow cigar. going through. We're doing the, the but, opposite here. But I know you look at that, and you say, oh, they, they just put a poke in it for you, so you're all set. So we can tr try to do that, and what we have is bad airflow is what I think is happening here. But let's light her up and see. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Hummer. The Vertigo Hummer features single action. Is it single action? It's single action. Yeah, you push the button down and the lid pops open. You got three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. You got a flip out bullet punch, which we're going to see later. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Hummer. Barry, he said Hummer. Mm. Yeah, we talk poking, Hummers, scissoring. It's all by design, Barrys. <laughs> Actually, I want to say it's terrible, but it's, 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 it's better than I expected. Yeah. No, this is terrible. Maybe you poked harder than I did, but I don't want to split the top. Jonathan's a gentle poker. It's a narrow chamber drawer. You can feel that you're yeah. not getting the full smoke. Yeah. Um, this is a Bellicoso. It isn't a 
uh, torpedo with a strong, strong point, mm -hmm. but a rounded head, much like the um, Monte Cristo number two. Sure. Ki kind or, of torpedo. Of, or the Bolivar Bellicoso Fino. Yeah, which is the same cigar. <laughs> I know all our Cuban buddies out there feel differently, but I was there. Oh, it's, <laughs> no, it's already bad because I, the ink? No, the smoke coming through. I, I got a tar bubble already. Yeah. It's going to build tar terrible. down the end. It, it, it's drinking a. A glass of wine through a straw. Yeah. You're, you're missing flavors. Sucking a garden, uh, golf ball through a garden hose. Yeah, that I've done. This is not. This <laughs> is not as good me. as that. Can we go move on to it's, the next it, one? It's yet? a bad option, mostly for airflow blockage that's end up happening. You're actually causing blockage when you're pushing the thing in there. Right. Uh, you're not opening it up. You're causing blockage to happen. So. The problem now is you've cut the cigar the wrong way. You poked it. You put the cigar in your mouth. You drew on it. Now you want to use somebody's cutter that has a, a better cutter, but you've already done that. So you should have never did that in the first place because now you have to say, can I use your cutter and to with, somebody? Or you wouldn't have used a pen or a golf tee. With what's going on now, nobody is letting you use their cutter at this point. Yeah. So that that's that's the problem that ends up happening there. So don't do that. You know, don't put the cigar in your mouth before you cut it, and cut it properly from from the beginning. Stop the poke method. It's got to go. Um, you don't have a cutter. Buy yourself a cutter. Get one for your golf bag. Yeah. You got tees in the golf bag. Mm -hmm. There should be a cutter in the golf bag. And, and there are guys that have come out with that thing that has the three pokes in the thing and you put it in the head. That's horrible, right. too. Three, you're going to have three tar bubbles versus one. Yes, yes. So now you need a uh, the, the next, uh, I want to say next worst way to do it. I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's many worse ways to do it, but it becomes... The bullet cutter. Do you know why it's called a bullet cutter? Uh, because in, uh, you can in use the it. NAM, they you had bullets, and they would just sharpen the shell casings and use that on their uh, cigars. The first one to come out was actually a bullet, a forty-four Magnum bullet taken apart with a blade that was put in there, and then the, ca the head was put back onto it. And that's mm. how they sold it. The name of the company was 44 Magnum. I'm going back into the 70s here. And they sold this, the bullet. And, wow, what is this? And you'd see the bullets at the trade shows and things like that. And you take the top off, and then they showed you just go back and forth on the cigar, like in a sawing motion. The little piece came out, and you could smoke the cigar. Everybody thought it was cool. We sold a ton of them. But they didn't have an ejection mechanism no, on that one? No. no. After they build up a while, you get a paper clip, and you'd stick mm -hmm. the paper clip in and pull it out. Then cigar companies or lighter companies started adding a lighter that was built in, a cutter that was built into their lighter, like we have on this Vertigo. Vertigo Hummer. And, you know, I, I say good, look at this. I'd say good emergency cutter that, that is here, but honestly... Not a good cutter. Well, I'm going to be the judge and of that because I can't smoke mine. Every emergency, you forget you have it, right? I do. <laughs> um, so what you got to do, and it's your cutter because it's on your lighter, so you can do it, and you go back and forth, back and forth in a soaring motion. Uh, you don't push on it because, again, you're pushing onto it. You're not letting the blade cut, and you're pushing that tobacco inside. 
So it's it's a back and forth soaring motion that happens here. The piece comes out. Really a twist. It's like you're doing the twist. Yeah. Come on, baby, do the twist. And a bigger piece comes out. And you got to pick at this now. A little bit, yeah. And that is another method that I see people using, the picking method, the biting method, right? Picking or biting it, the same thing that we're kind of doing here. Yet when you use a bullet, you have to do those things too. Um, so the piece came out. Really, it's it's only the outside shell of the uh, yeah, it barely cap. It barely cut through the binder too. I had to go in there and uh, do a little surgery. Yeah, and it's worse when it's a double binder. Yeah. Now it is better though. Mm-hmm. It's definitely better, better than, than a poke. poke. But I, I've smoked the cigar so, many times. So I, what you're saying is a bullet is better than a poke. <laughs> it depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I still am not. I'm not all that satisfied with the draw. I got, I got plenty of smoke that's coming out of here. The the question I want you to do as we're going through this process is the flavor of the cigar. How much is the cut hindering or helping with the flavor of the cigar? I say it has dramatically changed from the poke to the bullet already. It's improved. Yeah. Then now I can taste the cigar. Right. There's more smoke. You're getting more of a mouthfeel to the flavors. A little salty component. Yep. So when it comes to the bite, you are completely, with a torpedo or even the bellicoso, can you imagine the bite? I've seen you bite before. Yeah. Very tough, right? Uh, You can't do it on a bellicoso or a torpedo. Can't do it. No. Um, Imagine going to a golf course. You're the guy... To go to the, bring the four cigars to the golf course and meet up, and, and that's going to be your thing. Somebody else is bringing the beer, you're bringing the cigars. You brought four torpedoes and no cutter. What are you going to do? Say you got the lighter with the, with the bullet on it. Now, now you got this going on. Is this acceptable? No, it's you not. just ruined the golf tournament or the golf outing for your three friends and yourself. You know at the bottom of the pretzel bag where you have all the flecks of pretzel that are broken off, <laughs> most of the outside edges? Yeah. And lot, it's, you can see there's a lot of salt. So you, you shake the bag a little bit and you get those pretzel pieces to rise up. Yeah. And then you, you put your finger on it and you get mostly the pretzel pieces, but there's there's still salt there. You do that? For a skinny guy does that? Oh, I thought that was just a fat guy. Yeah, no, usually I wet my finger, go in there, make sure I get it loaded with salt. I'm not as interested in the salt. There well, is some salt Just open the bag and pour it in your mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't that, want to close my brutal, arteries. though, with all the salt. Oh, yeah. like a man. Yeah. Like a man. You take it, all the salt at once, and you, and you chew it. Crunch, crunch. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. the flavor that I'm getting at this point is mostly... The outside of the pretzel, but there's also some salt there. Nailed it, huh? He's right on the pretzel thing. It's way better than the poke. Yeah. Yeah. Already improved, right? Already improved. So I hope you're doing this at home and you see as this goes on what the differences are. Same exact cigar. We just cut it a little different and now we've improved it. The biting technique is going to make the cigar unravel on you because the biting is going to be perfect. Well, plus, the, you're and, adding moisture to and the, it. And the picking part of it, 
of somebody, and I've seen some people actually mm-hmm. on, on, in a tobacco farm and things like that, and get the, yeah. get there, and they get really good at it and stuff. But you tear it, and usually the tobacco is softer at that point. And you ca- you end up ca- inevitably you catch the stem from the outside. There's a little mm-hmm. piece of stem on yeah. that outside wrapper, no. and then it tears all the way down. Could you grow out your fingernails and maybe sharpen them? Turn it into a blade. Yeah. My my issue with there that was is a, there's a Superman guy type of guy that has the the blade. <laughs> the dirtiest part of your body is under your fingernails, oh, and now you're going to put that in the cigar and then put that in your mouth. In the uh, 80s, the fingernail method was very popular in the 80s in Miami <laughs> and with the cocaine. Who's yeah. that guy? Wolverine? Can he do something? I don't know. Scissor hands. What about that guy? <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. We'll yeah. get into that. So the, the, the picking method, the um, biting method, terrible. Um, you need something to cut. Now, the poke ended up poking in without breaking the cap on it because it was a, a, a strong point. Uh, mostly I see that at golf things. The yeah, golf guys. The we, we do the golf tournament with um, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. And it bothered me so much over the years that we now give them a cutter <laughs> when they go there. Yes, we do. They get a cutter when they when they get in the thing because I can't watch it anymore of 144 people sticking a golf tee inside nice cigars. And they, they, they know they're going to – it's not a golf event. It's a cigar event where right. we're playing golf. Yeah. You're going to this event. Show up with a lighter that's cast up and show up with a cutter for crying out loud. And they don't. So every year – and it's the same people that buy the tickets each time – it's it just beyond belief of what um, bullet cutter, and, and I know Ed Sullivan, who's a, a straight cut type of guy. We're talking about it before the show started, and he p- takes out his keys, and there's the emergency bullet cutter. Yep. Actually, a nice Avo retractable, which that's another thing. Some of the ones that don't retract, they sit there, and the blade is dull as can be. Yep. It's retractable inside of it. Yep. And so, then that'll help. You can twist, and it pushes. Mm. The little cut bit out of there. It's good. We are not enjoying the cigar as good as we would have if we had cut it properly, but we continue to cut it wrong. So let's continue to cut it wrong. And I want to go now to the V cut. So we tried the poke. We tried the bullet, which is the punch biting. We didn't bother, but it's the same deal as the as the um, bullet cutter, the pick, same thing. The five bad ways to end up cutting the cigar. And now there's people that come into the store and they actually request we cut the cigar for them and they would like to use a V cutter. Mm. So here is the V cutter. Up until a, a few years ago, this was really the only type of V cutter there was. And I say that because it's just the average V cutter, right? We're going to get into a deeper one as we go on. But it, the notch or the V-cut, or a cat's eye. And they call it the cat's eye because that's, if you put it yeah. aside, it looks like it. This cutter is the cheapest thing that we sell as far as a cigar accessory. At Two Guys, anyways. Maybe other stores have cheaper ones. But this is, there's a reason why it's so inexpensive. I'm going to tell you, we're going to have problems right out of the gate because it's it's got a point to it. So it has to tear its way through. Mm. It's not... Well, and some have a backwards point. That's you're gonna you're paying a little more for that, and that's the way to do it is to go reverse feed. So you wouldn't think that though. You would think that the point in the front of it it's gonna cut through that right first, the point of it, and then cut down. Well, how sharp do you think this three dollar cutter is gonna be? We're not talking German steel. 
on the blade. Let's see what happens. So this is another thing when you have a torpedo that you're going to um, just not get deep enough into the base of the cigar of it. It damaged my wrapper a little mm. bit. Well, back in the day, there was that uh, one shallow V-cut that was higher quality, the wooden one. Uh, the Boston cutter. Right. That, that was hundreds of dollars, but, even, even for the pocket model. But that one had that one had a very sharp blade. It did it have a good blade. It wasn't deep like that. Right, but it was a, it was a good blade, very well honed, mm -hmm. very sharp. Uh, my favorite is when someone there was always two options: the straight cut and the V cut, mm -hmm. and they go to use it and they're dangling their finger inside the blade <laughs> hole. That's my. That favorite. was always some entertainment right there. <laughs> We've had some people leave bleeding. Ooh. That's happened. So it is a regular V cut. That's that's on a torpedo. Um, I've seen people that got torpedoes and requested a V cut on their torpedo. They like it. Hmm. Why would they like it? It because is. It's condensed. It's more open than the bullet was. Mm -hmm. I'm getting more airflow. But it changed the flavor. It's saltier now. At least for me. Yeah. This is. You didn't shake the bag to get the uh, <laughs> pretzels to rise to the top. You just got mostly salt. The best was the frozen pretzels that came with the bag of the bigger salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you put it on. And you put just a little on the pretzels, and then you drink the rest. This is the problem with doing a podcast <laughs> with two fat guys. Is As soon as you make a food analogy, now it becomes the food authority. Yeah, now I want pretzels. Mm. I like pretzels. Listen, I don't have a problem with pretzels. No. I got a problem with, can we talk about the cigar once in a while? No, but you did nail the pretzel thing, because now it is pretzel it's all pretzels, day long. Yeah. And even a little mustard on it. Ooh. Like a spicy mustard? Or On no? the retro hell, a spicy, Yellow. a spicy. No, I'm with you. It's a, there's a turmeric <laughs> quality. Yeah. Pretzel. It's not mustard. the it's not the vinegar side of it. It's a, the turmeric side of mustard. You gotta go retro hell. It's the spicy brown mustard. Mustard. <laughs> not bad. I still enjoy it every time. <laughs> I didn't still, die. No. You're better than you were. Your eyes are watering. They're watering. <laughs> it's not spicy brown mustard. That was a dirty trick. And, and I know this cigar well. It is, it's hotter, it, it's more dense flavors is what's happening here. Yep. You, you're missing the, the it's, op open flavors. Yeah, it's sharper. Yeah. The flavors are sharper. And I have to imagine that because... We don't have all that big of an opening here that the smoke is being funneled down into a much smaller area and it's causing the – it's almost too much smoke at that point of uh, a contact on the tongue. It's like I'm smoking a Lancero, but I'm not. <laughs> right? And you yeah, don't I like, like that analogy a lot. I agree. And you don't like smoking a Lancero. Barry agrees with Dave 100%. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what that's what the the smoke feel is coming out of it. It's it's too um, narrowed in is what's happening here. All right, so we're going to stay with this through the through the break, and then we're going to really start opening up when we come back. Uh, we tried the poke, the bullet, the punch, the bite, the ways not to do it. We tried a V cut, a small V cut, the seven more ways to light a cigar when we return. Does it affect the taste? You bet it does. And we're going to explain in one minute 
We'll be back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. 
with over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We are smoking the Aganor Salif. Signature. This is the uh, $9, $9.99 and change. And uh, we decided uh, once and for all, we're going to come up with the Cigar Authority way of cutting a cigar. And that's now, what we're doing today. All this said, some people are going to argue with you that they prefer the shallow V or they prefer, I don't think anyone can argue they prefer to poke it, but uh, maybe the bullet punch. Yep. And, it, and it comes Barry down says to, people are chiming in now saying what the answer is. We'll we'll tell you what the what your well, decision the, is. At the, the answer end. is what do you have available? And the answer is what is your personal preference? Some people may like, and what I found is uh, in, through my lifetime of smoking, a milder cigar with a bullet punch comes across as a fuller flavored cigar. So if you have some a cigar that someone gifted you and you just know it's too mild, you could juice that up a little bit by bullet punching it. There is Condensing a, it. Yeah, you're going to condense that flavor. You do run the risk, a higher risk of building up the tar, but if you want to risk it. So what I'm getting here, where I don't have enough, still don't have enough cut on the cigar, mm-hmm. remember it's a bellicoso to begin with, mm-hmm. is it's more bitter, has a bite to it yes. that it normally does not have. Almost like it's a, it almost is presenting like a Honduran cigar. So I, I am, I am by doing it the way I did it. I am not respecting the cigar. I'm not getting the flavor as it was meant to go, to be because I've had the cigar many times. It is performing flavor wise worse than it normally would. Okay. And we're trying to make your enjoyment of the cigar the best possible, right? 
I also feel like yeah. it's burning hotter, like much hotter. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we tried the poke, the bullet, the punch, the bite, the pick. These are bad ways. We have a regular V cutter or shallow V, you want to call it or whatever. It's just taking a little bit of it in a V. And all those ways are ways to protect the 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 cigar itself. When people overcut a cigar, the cigars unravel. We see it so often that somebody cuts so much of it where you only have to slice the top of the cigar off and ab- above the shoulders of the cigar. You go any further than that, the cigar unravels. Could that be the, the reason why other cutters have become more popular? Because you don't have the failure rate. You're going to have a more successful smoking experience. Absolutely. So if it, if it was somebody that was an amateur to cigars or something – yeah, all right, use a bullet cutter. You, you couldn't mess up if you want. You put it all the way as far as it can go. Only that piece is going to come out, and that's it. And you're not going to rip the cap off, and you're not going to miscut it or anything like that. So, yeah, that's a way. The V-cut was that way, too. Also, on short filler cigars, you use those ways, and the pieces don't come out. If you use a bullet cutter on a short-filled cigar... Yeah, instead of spitting out all those little pieces that keep coming out, it's not going to happen. And that's going to be another one of the exceptions to the rule because you have so much more airflow on a short-filled cigar. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be restricting that airflow down to just that tiny little hole. Yeah. So maybe a uh, a better option when it comes to that, as we talked about the domestic machine-made cigar that has the rod that goes through it, you see really it's just a poke is all that you see there. It's not true, though. It looks like that's what it is. But that poke is really the raw. It's been reamed all the way through. Yeah. Um, But it's little short pieces of tobacco, and the airflow has many places that it can go. You end up doing that um, poke in there. You're actually clogging the chamber. You're doing the opposite of of what you think ends up happening there. So I would say nobody's going to make the argument the poke is the way to go, right? I don't think you could. Terrible, terrible. Can't see anybody agree with that. So the the other reasons, uh, I guess, could fly. So um, the notch or the V-cut is interesting because it's a 45-degree angle that goes on there. So you're not just getting the part that you can see, but the sides of it. So you're getting some extra space that's happening yeah, here. You can flatten this out, and it's almost a straight if, cut. If you, were to, pull it, if you were to pull it across. Um, now, so... Yeah. When we go into the the next one, all right. That's when we start do. doing the deep V. A lot of people ask me because I deep V almost all my cigars. What most people see, unless I'm at home. At home, I use a straight cut. Why would I use a deep V at work? Well, we all smoke the same cigars. Not to mention, if we're doing blind tastings or any, anything where I'm, I have to set my cigar down for a second, I need to be able to know which one's mine because yeah. I don't want to put someone else's cigar in my mouth. So I'm the only one on the sales floor that uses the V cutter and I use it for that reason, but I only use a deep V, not the shallow V. Yeah. And and if you're always using it, then you're comparing cigar to the cigar as it is. But we come on the show and we're tasting for flavors, flavor mm. notes and stuff. We typically go to straight cut. So we got a deep V here. So is that what they're known as now? This deep, is known a, as a deep V. A deep V cut, yep. right? It's a reverse V as well. So instead of the little point that go, that cuts into the cigar, the V, the open and the open side of the V, so it rubs against correct. There. Why it draws you- the cigar into the cut as opposed to the the shallow V, which with that point, believe it or not, pushes the cigar away from you, even though it's so a blade. 
even though it's a blade. So when you, and it's all of us, you look at the cut, one side is clearly deeper than the other because it pushed the cigar away. Even with some downward pressure, you're still going to get an uneven cut. Well, now both of these V's that we used, this V and the other V is a single V cut, meaning it's cut and pushed on one side and then cut through the other side. So automatically it does that. That's the difference between a straight cut uh, single blade or a double blade, but we're going to do, do the deep V. Now, do you put it w- where the V is right now, or it doesn't matter? I don't think it's going to matter on this, but I'm, I, I want to see the, I want to compare it. So I'm going to match my Vs up. That's okay. what I did. All right. So I'm going to cut that. Wow. That not as much deeper. That's more than twice the V cut. And it's already, it's already better. And I don't do this hardly ever use a V cut. I don't like what it feels like in my mouth. The points that are on it that are going to get wet, right? They're going to get soggy. The the um, the sharpness is gone right away. Yep. This might be this might be even a little bit more open than a straight cut because of the depth of it, and because we're on a bellicoso, so there was more material to begin what, with. Now, what a difference we have already. Between everything we went through and this, the cigar is opened up and tastes like the cigar itself. I feel like the cigar is more fragile with this cut. Like, I feel like if you put too much pressure on it, it's just going to collapse at the tip. Uh, it actually collapse in. Yes. It, it, believe it or not, it's going to go the opposite way. It's, as it gets more moist, the cigar does flower. That's a downside to using a deep V is when you get down past the band, it opens up too far. Now the the smoke production is is a hundred percent perfect. Well, it feels like it's a hundred percent. We'll see when we end up getting to a regular cut. Um, big improvement with the regular V and the deep. Yeah, v. now wow. you're more smoke production, more more of a, a full flavor effect going on. To me, it's now so much balancing. so that we shouldn't even sell this other V <laughs> because it's terrible. It is terrible. It's the worst cutter we have. Is a regular V. It is. It's terrible. Hmm. Man, imagine if you discontinue that based on now you've used it. It was terrible. It made the cigar taste terrible. It felt terrible. It might have been worse than the than the bullet cut because it was just one thin line. Yeah. Well, so I feel like on this V cut, if you if you smoke the V, so the 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 part that still has the wrapper longer to the to your lips changes the flavor than if you turn it vertical so that the the openings toward your lips it changes the flavor it changes the amount of smoke it seems like you get more if you if you got it pac-man wise right yes (laughs) is that possible i don't ascribe to this at all it's the same amount of smoke to me vertical as horizontal i do admire you for trying barry but I call bullshit. No, I definitely so, know. So how do you normally production. do it? Straight up and down or sideways? There's only one way to cut it, and it is sideways. You have Pac-Man when you're done. Okay, but how do you put it in your mouth? Pac-Man. I agree 100% no, with I Barry. do not. And by wetting it, are you closing the mouth? Well, we went Eventually. over this while you were thinking about what you were going to say. Eventually, <laughs> what will happen is this is going to open. 
That's what you said, but I, I feel like it's going to close. No, because you're putting the, the cigar further than that in your mouth. We are, but there's also people that instead of putting a cigar into their teeth and drawing, kiss the cigar, and they only use their lips. Even professional people, you know, they've been smoking cigars for years and mm-hmm. stuff and talking cigars. I see yeah, smoking cigars wrong. The tobacco's not going to do yeah. anything to you. Put it in your teeth. Get a good seal. Yeah, I'm speaking. I'm thinking of someone particular that yeah. does that, and I it, no makes me crazy. Drives me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world. No, let's take a peek into the asylum. Let's do that. My friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) A picture is worth a thousand words. Sticks and stones might break your bones, but words can destroy your business. On February 4th, Alexis Athena Wyatt was killed in an accident with a semi. Shortly after her death, her fiancé reached out to their wedding photographer for a refund on the deposit left for their wedding. The wedding company refused, stating he signed a contract, and afterwards the man wrote a negative Yelp review about the practice. The company, Copper Stallion Media, posted the following on May 23rd. Today would have been the day we filmed Justin and Alexis' wedding. After what Justin pulled to try to shake us down for a refund, we hope he sobs and cries all day on what would have been his wedding day. Wow. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Wow. That's cold-hearted right there. Yeah, it's fine to think it. You just can't write it. No. And they didn't give the money back. They didn't give the money back, refused to. Wow. Eventually they said that... uh, you can put the deposit to your next wedding, which to me is another <laughs> slap in the face. Right. That, that's why I want to do business with you guys, right? Yeah. Bad business. All right. So if somebody has a ticket to the two guys' anniversary party, and God forbid they pass away before the party, are, are you issuing a refund? Yeah. All right. Is, is there a question? No, it's <laughs> not a question. And, and yeah. honestly, honestly, it's happened where a guy buys his regular boxes of cigars and he goes home and, and unfortunately expires. And we see the wife a couple of weeks later with the same box unopened. And even if it was opened, of course, I'll give you the, I'll give you the full refund. <laughs> the people, people are at that level. They're, they're having, they're having a, a rough time. Well, you might want to see if she's interested in maybe starting to smoke cigars. That's right. <laughs> Do you want to change this to something milder? I don't mess around. I don't mess around with that. It actually... That's the one thing that shakes Dave right to the quick. Right. He finds out that somebody died, and it ruins his whole week. Yeah. He is he's very very tough for him. Yeah. Um, next week, good burn on a cigar. How does it affect the, affect the taste? We're talking about cutting the cigar. Now when you look at a cigar and it's burning not 100% properly, and you see people freaking out and touching their cigars up to make it, does it affect the taste of the cigar? If you've got a runner... 
a cigar that's going from one side to the other, um, canoeing, all this stuff. As much as you don't like what it looks like, how does it affect the taste? And we're going to dig into that deep. I'm think, curious how you're going to pull that off. Barry's going to have a lot to say. He, he's got opinions on touching up cigars. Yeah, oh, I hate that. It drives me up a freaking wall. <laughs> Why do people do it? Well, it, you know, if it, you do have a serious runner, yeah. But if you're sitting there because it's off by an eighth of a millimeter, <laughs> stop. <laughs> We're going to get into it. We're going to dig deep on that one. That the, the time you end up with the most runners, I find, is you're, you're smoking in the car and you get the window open because it's a pretty nice day. And now one side's burning faster than the other. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to get into some uh, deep stuff here. Uh, moving on the following week, does aging cigars, what does aging cigars really do? And Jonathan was kind enough to actually share with us a new and a one-year-old. Yeah. One-year-old, um, same exact cigar. We're going to smoke one on one hand, one on the other, and see mm. is there a difference of one year on the same exact cigar. Well, it, and it's not just one year. This is a protocol taught to me by Nelson Alfonso, what I believe he's doing. A protocol. It's a protocol. Wow. It's a big word. Yeah. All right. We'll get a couple it. of people uh, in both, both on Facebook and on the Cigar Authority chat page, two separate people are asking if we're going to address chisels. So if you go back a couple episodes, a couple after shows, we had John Carney. On the after show. And we definitely discussed the different ways to cut a chisel. So if you missed that show, you might want to go back to it. it was two weeks ago. Yep. Yep. Two weeks ago. Uh, A new chisel that's actually not even out yet um, that he shared with us, and we lit it up on the show, and we actually talked about cigars during the after show, which was rare. Very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. But many different ways of, of... doing a chisel and they all change it up especially yeah. a chisel and chisel is probably the best example of how a bullet punch is going to affect the taste yeah hey we talked about the straight cut the pinch the poke the 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 we didn't poke poop, any chisels. The bullet uh the, du- the double he, bullet yeah you pinched it you yes. pinched it we double bullet it Single bullet first, then the double then bullet. The double. Yeah, yeah, so we got into that, which is a truly unique cigar by itself anyway. So, um, But it, it, as we're doing this, it all comes down to the same thing because as we begin to open the cigar up, I think it's dramatically changing. It got better and better and better as we ended up uh, doing that. Um, June 20th, we have Nick and Nicholas Perdomo, mm-hmm. father and son, at our father and son weekend that we're having up here and looking forward to them coming up and uh they got new cigars coming out and all kinds of stuff they'll talk about that and lots more and um the after show we're talking about the survey we're doing make sure you catch wednesday's after show and we'll have the results of that on june 27th so that's up and coming stuff that's coming on the cigar authority uh so moving on Let's go to the guillotine, also known as the straight cut. We're talking about a single blade cutter. And the single blade cutter is a blade that comes in on one side and pushes on the other side. And crushes one side. Correct. And 
when they came out with the double blade cutter, it was like sliced bread, man. All of a sudden, it was a game changer. The double blade cutter was the game changer. Because I wouldn't be having the same conversation now saying that the the um, straight cut is the way to go all the time right. because there was lots of problems with it. Those, those single blades, the cheap ones, you'd get two good cuts out of them, and then it would just start tearing well, and the it, other side of the cigar. When it comes to cutters, people ask me all the time, what is the difference between the $7 cutter at the register and the $30 cutter that's under glass. And the real thing is the material that the blade is made out of, the harder that material, and a lot of companies use German steel. And the thinner. I'm going to go as far as that. You want the thinnest. But you also you have to have a material that is capable of holding that edge. Yeah. And German steel is one of the ones that I, I see on the packaging a mm -hmm. lot. Those blades withstand the abuse that they take and let's face it, inside every cigar, you're going to have a little stem activity that you've got to be able to go through. And that's what happens to those cheap cutters. They're yeah. disposable. You get to the third cut, and now you've hit that stem. You're starting to tear. And you, it, see, you, know? you see the divot in the blade. It's a soft metal. And you cannot use it for anything else. You can't strip your wires with it and then use it for your <laughs> use cigar your teeth after. You to do the wires. Right. That's it. That's what you teeth uh, Flip the breakers off. Right. I learned that lesson the hard way. There we go. I'd like to see a cutter use American steel. Just to see how, how much different American steel is, because there was this whole thing about American steel versus Chinese steel. So I'd like to see a cutter with American steel. Yeah, okay. to that. There's also stray cuts, single blade stray cuts that use the perfect cut, which is the back is solid, so it, it makes it so you can only go in so deep, which is actually perfect for the amateur. Because their problem is they're cutting too deep. Correct. And they're unraveling the cigar. They think they need to cut a big chunk off when all you have to do is this little amount. So I like that little training wheel thing as showing people this is what you do, this is what you do, this is how to do it. Now you get a double blade cutter at that point once you learn how to do it. And the cut is clean and straight and accurate. One shot, you push down while you're doing it and cut, and you don't get that... Um, cascading effect that happens yeah. over the cigar at the same time so cut, cut it with some deliberation to it because sometimes you see people that are just yeah, too easy on it and yeah. they end up crushing it you really have to be you deliberate be about it they're scared to damage it and they wind up damaging yeah. it right so this is another way that they use a cutter also that you could call this a straight cut also but it is the scissor cutter and this was, when I got into the business, of the premium way to cut a cigar. It was the gentleman's preferred method. Yes. And the fact of the matter, it isn't. They're typically too thick. The blades are too thick. Um, Not to mention, and, and to, to Ed's point earlier, is that slight, and your point as well, the slight downward pressure that you need to have to make a good straight cut, you cannot achieve with scissors because mm -hmm. the focal point is too far away. Yeah. So when I say scissors, it's not a pair of regular shears that you're using at home, but it's rounded that's there that looks like it's going to be well to cut the cigar that way. It's classy looking and all that stuff. Somebody does it for you and it's, and it's, and it's nice and stuff, but it's not as accurate as a blade, a razor blade right. to do it. And I've never had a lot of luck with them. I don't like them at all. Uh, and I don't like when other people cut my cigar, period. And it you can't really carry a pair of scissors in your pocket. You got problems. You got two blades in there digging around in your pocket, slapping around in your junk. 
I'm out. <laughs> I, I've had nothing at home where I've had to use regular house scissors in a pinch, and that works even worse than using the stove yes. to light a cigar because you bad. ran out of gas. It's bad. Well, man. especially an you know, electric stove, man. I've done it. Toaster, <laughs> too. <laughs> Toaster is tough to light a cigar, but you it works. you got to get it through the grate. I've, yeah. done, I've done the pizza oven. I've done the- <laughs> How the hell do you light a cigar with a toaster oven? I'll show you afterwards. And- and it, why I, don't you have matches? Remember the car lighters that you push yeah. in and the coil heats up and you do it? That I've done. So on a cigarette, maybe it's it's different. I never smoked cigarettes before, but on the cigar, it sticks. It glues itself yeah. to the, yeah. the head, glues itself to it, yeah. and you're pulling away from it. You've destroyed the cigar. Well, you got it lit. So I don't like the scissors either. Um, never had a lot of luck with it. I don't. I don't know of one that works great. Um, like a blade, there's, there's nothing like it. The champion of all champions is the straight cut, regular straight cut. And this one in particular is the Vertigo Jaws. You're talking a $29? Yeah. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. And it's a serrated edge blade. Now, this is important because of the, the ride that we were talking about where a, a regular flat blade tends to ride and you end up with a crown on the, the shoulders of your cigar. The serration catches that, along with protecting the cutting edge. It captures that cigar, and it just keeps holding true all the way through. You get a perfect straight cut every time. No heavy lifting, and it's not expensive. All right, so even though we got a deep V here, I'm going to now cut it with a straight cut, and I'm going to try not to go too far down to to, uh, do it, but I want to get the V gone. So I'm going to really look closely. My cigar's a little wet, but I'm using my own cutter. And I did a good job. I tend to lose cutters. This is the cutter that I've owned the longest because I like it so much that I'm extra careful with it. You feel like a transformer? You know, I add that too. I got bright red. You know, I I moved up to New New England, so I went with the black and yellow because of the Boston Bruins. Ah. Figured, all right, let me fit in a little bit. How did that, that work, work out? out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't fit in, but bright yellow, it's hard to lose. You got to go for that 6X if you're going to fit in. <laughs> um, now, opened up. It, it's not soggy at the end with the points on there. The cigar looked terrible. It was soggy looking. It's clean. It's straight. It's completely opened up, and it's not opened up too much that the head is, mm-hmm. is coming out. How perfect is that? Yeah, I went to one or two flavors to like three or four in a full-on experience. Like every part of the palate's engaged right now. It totally changed the way that the, the cigar tastes. You go for a, a bottle of wine at a fancy restaurant and stuff. If you've ever got a glass of wine and they're giving you in a in little, little glass or something, they give you the big glass with the wine and open it up and it breathes and um, aromas happening. That's what happens when you end up opening the cigar up completely and going through this whole process. And I don't think I've ever done it before of going through every single one. I've certainly cut a cigar using something else and then saying, oh, my God, forget about it. I need a straight cut and then open it up. And wow, here's the difference. Game changer. But even to a V cut, deep V cut to this. Dramatic difference. Huge. Imagine this to the bullet, this to the punch, mm-hmm. how dramatic that would be because we saw dramatic changes as this process went on. Now, one thing I want to try here, 
What are those Russian dolls that start small and they go big? There's a name for them. Yeah. Russian dolls? No, there's a... Say who? Nesting. nesting dolls. It's like we did the nesting doll experiment with cigars. Yeah. We went little, bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah. And yes, ladies, a bigger is better. Yeah. I think you might be the only person <laughs> who has to ask for help for your analogy. I couldn't think of the word. So here's something that was brought up during the break, and I want to try it, is... The IV. Oh, God. This is so <laughs> the straight cut now put the V, deep V, into the straight cut. You're going you're gonna to ruin your cigar. Well, we're almost done. You're fooling. <laughs> we're almost done. I want to try it. But so now let's take the deep V. We got a straight cut going. Mm. And, and on a lighter like this, it actually has both cutters, right? Built into this. Are but, we all doing this? Well, you don't have to, but I'll I'm gonna, do it. I'm going to. I'm going to put the deep V. So this will only go as far as it'll go. Of course, he's doing it wrong. He's cutting vertically. What's the difference? The band. All right, turn the band. All right, that makes me feel better. <laughs> so now it looks like uh, just a notch. Now it looks like an idiot cut a cigar. <laughs> All right. This is riveting. Yeah. So while he's figuring out if that was a no. good move or not. No, it's not. No, bitter. <laughs> the uh, This show. How is it bitter? It is. It's very bitter, right? It feels like there's more moisture in the in the smoke. Do it, Jonathan. Do it. I hate the two of you. Come on. Just do it to see. It is different. It now is you different. know how we feel about it, you. It is not good. <laughs> Why? He's going to disagree because he has this what he does. Why is it worse? It actually is worse. <laughs> why? I don't know why. And I don't want to know why. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> no, it does. It, 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 it got. It, bitter is the right word. It, like tannic. Hey, he the outside with you 100%. Of a, I do not. The, uh, the outside of a, of a walnut, the, the, the skin of a walnut, it get, get wow. got bitter. I'm, now I'm going to use the, v cut, the straight cut again. <laughs> to see if you can get rid of the bitter? Yeah, I want to see. So Peter <laughs> wrote in through the Contact Us page, and this is how this whole thing started. Okay. And I just want to give him credit for it. Uh, hey, guys, I wanted to see if you could settle an issue that comes up in the lounge when we hear it mentioned on the show. Most cigar smokers agree that a small-sized opening, like on a Bellicoso or when using a punch, yields a more intense flavor and tasting experience. However, during the official Perdomo cut, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo <laughs> cut, cut out, the, out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Dave sometimes says how the straight cut opens the cigar up and allows you to taste more, so you can see why this would spark a debate among listeners. Maybe you can discuss the difference and settle this for us. Thanks for everything you guys do, especially during a time like this, and keep us going strong. Signed, Peter. So, he, you are correct. When you have a smaller opening, you have a more intense flavor. That doesn't mean you have all of the flavor intensity that the cigar has to offer. All you're doing is experiencing all 100% through a 10% hole. It's impossible to do. It would be like trying to watch uh, a movie through the hole in a, um, a ruler. You're not going to get the full experience. You want to watch a movie, you don't put anything covering your face or covering the movie, right? Yeah. So you want to see the whole thing. And with flavor-wise- Bigger screen you want to, Correct. You want to experience the whole flavor, so you opened it up to full screen. Good analogy. Not bad, right? I didn't yeah, need anyone's I, help. I wasn't too keen on it. No, no, I wasn't. It's like watching a movie with your iPhone this you way. You ever watch a movie on your iPhone, and then you go to the movie theater and see the movie? 
I, I don't have an iPhone. I'm not rich like John. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, you got a five thousand dollar phone. <laughs> it goes, it goes up, uh, it goes up a grand every time he says it. He's mad because I have the eleven Pro and he's stuck with the. the How X. many peep shows have you seen that you came up with that analogy? All of them. All. The champion for everybody out there is the Vertigo Jaws straight cut. It is the champion, yeah, hands down. Not that nothing, nothing comes close. No, very good. It's it's twenty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. And for the record, they're the they're the advertiser for the lighters. So yes. we we talk about their lighters every single week. We don't talk about the fact that we all use the same cutter. I can have any cutter I want in the store to use on the show, and I use the Lotus and one. I I have a collection of other cutters, but I have every cutter there is. But that's got, the one he's you got use. The Lotus I do well. do I do too. It grabs onto mm-hmm. it. There's no slippage that mm-hmm. falls back, and it goes straight through. There's nothing better. It is the best one. I can't believe it hasn't been ripped off. It is it, the Ginsu knife of the cigar world. It is. Look at you not needing an explanation <laughs> before you made your analogy. I'm so proud of you. It took me a while to come up with the name. I've been working on this you, since Oh, you Googled it, you freaking cheater. <laughs> so, final thoughts here on Aganosa Leaf. We beat the shit out of the cigar. We cut it every which way. It burned good all the way through. It did have changes in taste, but that's what we caused that to happen. Right. Not the cigar. And very classic, the the balance between the sweet and the salty. And when we cut it wrong, we ended up changing that balance, and it kept going toward salty. The sweet came about when we opened it up straight. Absolutely. Absolute big difference. Huge difference. The answer is undoubtedly. So you could, you may, and maybe you would enjoy this having you like extra salt and you put salt on everything and maybe the bullet punch is the way to go for you the consumer but if you want to know what the cigar tastes like you have to go straight you cut. want to be able to taste the blend the entire mm-hmm. blend of this cigar you need to open it up to taste the blend because you're only getting more of the center and i bet you the cigar would actually perform when we get into how cigars burn it will burn worse because if you're drawing it into just the center part of it Aren't you drawing, heating it up, or you think it's going to flow out? I've done. I've messed around with. Does it change the speed? And it doesn't. When you go bullet mm. punch versus straight cut, it doesn't change the speed of the smoke. It seemed to be going very slow. I think if you hit a cigar that's a little bit more um, plugged than another cigar, uh, the bullet would it would enhance how much plugged the cigar is. Where if you open it up, you got a better chance of pulling from around the plug. Well, big, big thumbs up to Lotus Jaws, I can say on this one for sure. Um, grab one of those. Go to your favorite brick-and-mortar store. Demand the Lotus Jaws. I like the red one. <laughs> red and black. Well, go to the local store and buy 12 of the same cigar, 12 different colors, and try the, exam- the experiment at your house. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has all, you know, if you're probably listening to the show, you got a whole bunch of different cutters. Mm-hmm. Mess around mm-hmm. with it and see for yourself, but there's no doubt about it. Four for four. You see that we usually argue with each other and say, no, you're wrong. This is the better one. But I'm still mad that it got tannic when I did the V-cut. <laughs> I still am aggravated at that. <laughs> that I it wanted really to, happened. I wanted to disagree with him so bad. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, light, in a, a, light and cut the right way on a cigar. 
We're going to do it the right way right off the bat with a brand new cigar that uses Cameroon tobacco and not from Cameroon, Africa. A geography lesson and a new cigar when we return. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General Work. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. 
The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Father's Day week. We got Nick coming up here with his son, Nicholas. Looking forward to it. We're going to do three days up here. We're going to do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we'll have him on the Cigar Authority on Saturday and celebrate Father's Day. And hopefully all this coronavirus baloney will be behind us, I hope, because uh, they're traveling. They're getting on a plane yeah. and, and they're going, so it's showtime. All right. Uh, we're back, and we know how to cut us a guy properly, and that's the way we're going to do it now. And um, people knew in Connecticut how to grow tobacco. They knew how in Cuba to grow a tobacco. And in Cameroon, Africa, they know how to grow tobacco. But now they are making Connecticut tobacco Connecticut, not in Connecticut. They're growing Cuban tobacco, not in Cuba. And they're growing now Cameroon wrapper, not in Cameroon, Africa. Um in the cigar industry, they came up with tobaccos after growing in regions, but not anymore. It doesn't matter where it is. It's the seed. So that's what we're going to talk about. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And here is the cigar. And we've been waiting about two years for the cigar. Yes, we have. And today's second cigar is the Aladino Cameroon, which is manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco. The size that we're smoking is called a Supertoro, and it measures 6 by 52 
and it features a Honduran-grown Cameroon wrapper over Honduran binder and filler. A single cigar will set you back $9.99, while a box of 24 is $2.11.99, which makes it just $8.83 a cigar. It's a savings of almost $28 or 12% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Besides being a little less toothy than Cameroon, I would say it looks like Cameroon. Uh, Beautiful-looking cigar. I notice on the band, Julio Aroa, written on the band of an Aladino. They don't say that on other Aladinos, do they? Yeah, all of them have Julio's name on it. Uh, I'm not sure about the Corojo Reserve, but the... The original Aladino and the Aladino Maduro both say it. Isn't that interesting? So they say Aroa on it, yet there's a brand Aroa yeah. by someone else. The other son, right? <laughs> okay. I can tell you right now, I just unroll this right here. It does not say it. Does not say it on, on the, the Corojo Reserve. Because you smoked that before <clears throat> the show. Okay, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal election tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And here is the cut I've been looking for. Perfect, straight, no crowning, except the achievement of That's making what we the perfect cut. So we have to be on the show, and people that do watch it on Facebook or YouTube, they may watch us, and if we claim to be the Cigar Authority, we want to make sure we cut the cigar right and don't look like mm-hmm. idiots. So we always use the same cutter all the time, and it's been the same cutter since the Jaws came out. It's always been the same exact cutter that we use, not replaced it with new ones. Right. How many cigars is this cut? Thousands and thousands. Of- well, in, in the interest of full disclosure, the red one originally was my cutter, mm-hmm. and there was a time that Dave couldn't find his cutter because it was under his paperwork, and he needed to recut his cigar, and he reached and grabbed the red one and cut it. Is that right? Then the red one became his, and I took the brown. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. It bothered me to this day. Really? (laughs) Glad I could finally get it off my chest. It's such in good shape. Barry's is all banged up. You put it in with your coins and stuff like that. Yeah, it's in my pocket. It's in my car. It's on top of a bar. It's on top of a metal table. Mine looks like it's brand new. It's real nice. Well, Well, Jonathan's. Yeah. Yeah. My cutter's nice. You've taken good care of it. Mine's taken a beating, and it's still... Cutting like the first day I used it. Takes a beating and keeps on ticking. Ed Sullivan. Timex. Takes Timex. A, takes a licking. Oh, it takes a licking. Keeps on ticking. Has to rhyme to be it. Oh, all right. We're going to light our cigar today <laughs> with the Vertigo Hummer. The Vertigo Hummer is a single action lighter. You press the button down, the lid pops open. Three jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. For you people still holding on to those bullet punches, it's got that. Flip right out, boom, easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of twenty nine ninety nine. That's, That's the Vertigo Hummer. And that bullet cutter is just your emergency little cutter in case. But So you don't have to go to the poke. Yeah, so you don't have to go to the poke, which is, it's better than the poke, but it's not as nearly as good as this. Uh, little cinnamon swirl, by the way, before mm-hmm. I lit, yes. lit it. With the, uh, with the frosting on it. Mm. Nice. Now, this is interesting. The It's Honduran tobacco, so it has that little um, bite you like to call yeah. it. It's a little bitter at the beginning, and, it, and that does go away. 
but between that bitterness and the sweetness that I'm assuming is coming from the wrapper, it's, uh, you know, duck sauce from the Chinese food yes. place. It's that sweet and sour combination. It's pleasant. Applesauce. That's what duck sauce is. Duck sauce is applesauce? Yes. Mixed with what? Mixed with something. I don't know. Ducks. Ducks. <laughs> duck fat. We're going to have to look up. There how, we go. What does duck sauce mean from? It's applesauce and something. So what is it? I asked at a Chinese restaurant. It's made from plums. It's actually plums? Yeah, it's actually duck sauce. It's for a duck. It's made of plums, apricots, pineapples, or peaches, added to sugar, vinegar, ginger, and chili peppers. Yeah, so a little bit of that ginger. Hmm. It's look, good. How, look how white the ash is, too. Now, we learned on our trip down to Nicaragua that the soil is everything. Yeah. So you plant different seed strains because you're looking to get a different result from the height of the plant, but the soil is what's going to give you the flavor. Now That soil is so good that if you eat a piece of watermelon, you drop a seed, yeah. you come there tomorrow and there's a freaking <laughs> watermelon. You, it's, you actually can't eat on you, the tobacco fields. He doesn't fields. allow food at all <laughs> no. on the tobacco fields, at all. And when I say at all... All right. If you guys have snacks in your bags, you're not pulling them out. It, it was that was. What about beef jerky? He was no, probably not. But well, he was he was strict about two things: no smoking in where they have the chemicals that they spray on the box, the paint, that's because smart. it's aerosol. Yeah, that's no, smart. no smoking in there. No messing around with that. Yeah. And do not bring food out onto the fields. Period. Hmm. Other than that, we just had a party. But if you drop beef jerky, it's not going to grow beef jerky. He said but- no food, Ed Sullivan. I wasn't messing around with Nick Perdomo. I'm going to ask him about But anyways. That. Drop beef jerky. You got a cow. <laughs> the next day, he grew a cow. Wouldn't that be awesome? Um, the seeds. Very, very important. The seeds are important because you're looking for characteristics. You want a short plant, a tall plant. You want broad leaves. You want thinner leaves. But as far as the flavor that you're going to get, all that matters is the soil. And the aroas work with bare systems. So I believe that if they had a soil sample from Cameroon, Africa... They could make that soil in in Honduras. But how about the how the climate is? It all matters. All this matters. So I don't believe when this was the big thing in the in the eighties and nineties, Cuban seed, right? They would get a seed from Cuba, they would plant it anywhere, wherever they decided to plant it, and the next thing you know, uses authentic Cuban seed tobacco. It it would be like you know, an orange seed planting an orange mm-hmm. in Florida and planting the orange seed in California, you have two different things at the end of it. They're both oranges, but they're different oranges completely. And that's what ends up happening. You have a different product. I don't say one's better than the other. The guy that was first doesn't matter, but you have a different product. But if you could engineer soil in Florida to be just like the soil in California, you're going to grow a plant that's going to have the properties of the California now, orange. Now you have the climate. Climate is going to do something. I don't know what. It's going this, to do this, something this, to this it. All matters. This doesn't taste like that Cameroon that we had where you it, were so gracious to gift us the um, that Partagas 150. Right. That had a different taste to it. Correct. But this is close. So I got to tell you, it's not Cameroon... African Cameroon. It's called Cameroon, and there's nothing wrong with this cigar, and I know you guys are chain-smoking them, both of you. Yep. Um, it's different. 
It is not, you know, it's Connecticut is not Connecticut. Ecuador is Ecuador, and Connecticut is Connecticut. It's a different thing. And Cuban seed, Cuban tobacco, and Cuban seed grown somewhere else is different tobacco. And I'm going to say, and I don't mean to say it in a negative way, I'm saying it's different. This Cameroon and African Cameroon is a different animal. It's a different thing. And, you know, taking nothing away from the cigar itself, I say it's totally different. Doesn't remind me of Cameroon, Africa. No, but you, you have you have the fortune of having smoked so much of that Cameroon that was some, that was one of your favorites yeah. in the day, but you just can't get it like you could get it before. Is and, this a suitable substitute? And we're talking about the guy that did um, Corojo, right? So did Corojo in Cuba, did Corojo in Honduras. I've had both Corojos over the years, and... I think he does Corojo better than Corojo Cuba. Right. His Corojo is the best Corojo, and it's called Corojo, which is a place in Cuba. El Corojo Cuba is a place. The seed taken from there and brought to Honduras made a different thing, and the different thing is better than the other thing. It's a, it's a different product. So I want I want this cigar to stand for itself. That's my whole thing. The cigar stands up for itself. I don't think it needs to say, you know, this and a Toro Fuente that uses African Cameroon or this and Partagas that uses uh, uh, African Cameroon. Two totally different products. Uh, they both happen to be Dominican cigars too. And this Corojo grown in Honduras using Honduran tobacco Corojo, totally different animal. This doesn't match up to, to any of those. Yeah, it's the same with the Connecticut grown in Ecuador. Yeah. I think it's better than the Connecticut grown. Absolutely. And I think everything they're doing now is better than what it was yeah. because of what they're doing to the soils and what they're doing. They've, they've just stepped, everybody stepped it up of what it is. So it's burning better. It looks better. Does it taste better? Taste is subjective. It tastes different than the other one. Well, in the beginning, we when the, you know they took Connecticut, Connecticut, and they made Ecuador, Connecticut. We all like, oh, this is different. This is terrible. Like there was a period I stopped smoking Davidoff when they switched it for a while. Who's to say in a year from now when we when we're finally used to it that we're not going to say this is better? So right now it's different. So why do they say Cameroon? Why wouldn't they call it some um, Honduran? Well, blah, it's, blah, clearly, blah. it's clearly a sun-grown wrapper. It's not, it's yeah. not been grown in the shade. I mean, they could have called it Aladino sun-grown, but it's a very similar shade to their regular Aladino. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a way it's to a, separate it's, it. It's a different seed of whatever it is. So they, they're saying where they got the seed is what they're saying here. Yeah, I mean, a rose by any other name is still just a rose. Isn't that the saying or something like that? Yeah, I hear it. I don't Why don't know you ask means. your fact-checker over there to look <laughs> it up for you? Is that the saying, my fact-checker over there? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, a rose is a rose, no matter where you plant it. So if you plant Cameroon tobacco seeds, it's still Cameroon wherever it is. So Cameroon is tough to get. So they decide, okay, let's grow our own Cameroon. This has been going on. We know it's been going on for years. It's also right? wicked expensive. Yeah. Cameroon, Africa. Yes. Yeah. Which is what 
you're seeing everybody starting to do now. Great growers and stuff say, I can do this. I can grow rapper in the Dominican Republic because we're paying so much for rapper, says Carlito Fuente, and he makes Cameron rapper. Then it's done by a whole bunch of people after that fact of what they did. So this is not the first you're going to hear of Cameroon grown somewhere else. This is, this is a first, but there'll be lots of it that happens. We're hearing now, coming soon, Connecticut Broadleaf grown other places other than Connecticut. Anywhere you do it other than Connecticut, it's going to be cheaper, yep. and it's going to be different. But, Is it going to be better? But, it may be better. Now, can you, if you grow that seed in a place that has a similar uh, water structure to the Connecticut River Valley mm-hmm. and the runoff that's coming off the mountains... I mean, you could grow that in Nicaragua, and you're going to have a rocking plant, man. The water is everything. Because if you look at pizza, pizza in New York is different than because anywhere else. Water. It's the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pennsylvania. So you put sewage in any water, <laughs> and you, you can have New York pizza. Well, you do. Like, there's a bagel store in uh, in Florida that imports the water from New York to make New York bagels. There we go. Do you import Connecticut River water and use that to take care of the tobacco plants in Nicaragua. Or maybe you get better water. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania is growing broadleaf. Yes. It's different than Connecticut broadleaf, and it's broadleaf. So some of the people would just saying, yeah, we use broadleaf on And I go, wow, it doesn't taste like broadleaf. And they go, well, it's Pennsylvania broadleaf. Well, it's not to what, me, what you're trying to make me think it is. To me, Pennsylvania broadleaf is closer in taste, and, and um, the texture of it is closer to San Andreas than it is actually mm-hmm. Connecticut broadleaf. Yeah. Wow. Anybody that's new that's listening to the show, I apologize for us going so in-depth into tobacco leaves. Well, what would you like to see grown elsewhere? For me, Brazilian Ariparaca. I'd rather I'd love to see that become more widely used, and I think in order for it to become more widely used, it would have to be grown somewhere else. Yeah, and if you're looking for a brand that uses the Brazilian Ariparaca Intemperance, the BA, which is the Maduro version of Intemperance, yeah. that uses that wrapper leaf. I don't think it's hot right now that people are looking for it, where we know there was a shortage of broadleaf. So what all these things happen because of a shortage and they need whatever they have they need. There's a shortage of Cameroon, so people are growing Cameroon. There's a shortage of broadleaf, so they're growing broadleaf. But it, there was a shortage of dark tobacco, so Mexican, Mexico ends up doing it and it becomes Mexican uh, San Andreas. Because there was no broadleaf. But why? I, I just struggle with the concept of there's a shortage. It's not like every single day someone's walking in saying, you got anything with Cameroon on it? I just celebrated my eighth anniversary here but with the, two guys. But Thanks the pe- for the cake, by the way. Um, How many years? I think there was eight. Yeah. Eighth year. So Valerie Bradshaw, who's on Facebook Live Almost every week now. Could have got two round cakes and put them together. <laughs> she said there's so many variables to agriculture. For instance, why is champagne so no so unique versus sparkling wine from other parts of the world? And the same philosophy could be referenced for cigars, and she 100% agrees with Dave on this one. And then she goes into about the chalk and champagne and the granules of calcite, and it's yeah. way too scientific. Scotch, right? Yeah. A scotch is a whiskey unless it's... Made in Scotland, am I right here? Correct. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Scottish, Scottish whiskey. Right. But you can't call it Scotch. But yet this is happening with Connecticut and Cameroon and everything else. But Broadleaf. The, the, the Japanese make their version of Scotch, and that's, it's on the same shelf as Scotland Scotch, and it 
and actually taste better. But there we go, and that's and that's fine. But it's not scotch. They can't call it scotch, mm-hmm. but they can call it Japanese whiskey, and and you know what it is because it's on that shelf and it has those characteristics. This has Cameroon characteristics. You know, it's like cognac too. Cognac could only be made in a certain region, I believe. So yes, okay. How do you not know every single thing about alcohol? I mean, you, I just did cognac. You, you drink it daily. What else do you know? Not a lot. Let's find out. Let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, the governor of Virginia signed into law doubling the cigar tax from $0.10 of the wholesale price to $0.20 of the wholesale price. It might seem small, but this opens the door to even further increases. Into Tobacco has announced they are canceling the 2020 trade show, which was set to be held in Dortmund, Germany. Recently, the trade show had said it expected the show to go off as planned. However, numerous retailers and exhibitors voiced displeasure, which led to the cancellation. And that's what's up in the cigar world. Now, are people going to be hitting you up to come to um, the anniversary party? Well, Because there was some overlap. There was. There was. We have 50 seats left. 50 seats left, and if it's some of the manufacturers that were thinking they weren't going to go, that's okay, and we'll have less tickets to sell, and that's okay. I want you to be there. If you can be there, let us know as soon as possible. Um, so that would be less than 50 tickets left if that's the case. I think the actual count, by the way, is 48. Okay. Two, two went out earlier. And if uh, if you want to come to the anniversary party, the anniversary party tickets are available now. The event itself is going to be September 16th. And that's a Wednesday. It starts at 6 o'clock at the Burroughs Function Hall in Havel, Massachusetts. Um, and we're giving away $35,000. And it's a great night. And uh, all that information is available to you anywhere? Nowhere? Uh, <laughs> can't buy the tickets online. Okay. They've never put online. So you could call, if you're coming from out of the local area, call one 224 4272 2-Cigar-2. Right. 888-2-Cigar-2. Or if you're local, visit your the nearest two guys, Seabrook, Salem, or Nashua. Yeah. Get your tickets while there's 48 tickets left. Um, we get a major run on tickets every year. Usually it happens after one day because we usually sell out in one day. This year was very special. Um, hope this never happens again, but tickets are available. But after the tickets sell, hundreds of people want what they can't have after it's gone. All of a sudden, it, it, it becomes, oh, my God, I wanted to go to this. Well, well maybe, now's the time. Maybe you should say there aren't any, and then when uh, the first yeah, 50 reverse psychology. Come, yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's sold out. And yeah, then, but just for you, we yeah, have we, a ticket. I happen to have the exact number of tickets that you're looking <laughs> for. Well, there we go. Uh, let's get to the Don Raphael offer of the day, and it's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so... For how much? I got one for you. For $4. I saw that. Would you do a parody of the 12 Days of Christmas and use the 12 Cuts of Christmas? I thought about it and I couldn't pull it off. The first cut of the Cigar Authority was the golf tee. 
No. And then, then you have to say something. Blah 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 blah. blah. And I was stuck. Okay. Yeah. Hum. Yeah. I'll give you fifty dollars to drink a five-ounce bottle of Louisiana hot sauce. Five ounces, little. <laughs> My wife would be all in. Yeah. Yeah, all in. Well, how much? Fifty bucks? Yeah, I'd do it. Just Louisiana hot sauce, a little vinegary, but just one in the refrigerator after the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Fifty bucks. Ed, it yeah. might be two. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think it's very tough. No, it's cayenne pepper. It's, I mean, it's hot, but, but it's not ridiculous. You know, it's not something I would just do anyway. I gave a guy 10 bucks to drink a hot mustard. He went to the hospital after. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Oh, that's when you ended those type of promotions? I, I'm out. My amerprazole would never kick in for the rest of the year to offset the acid reflux. Yeah. I am out. Okay. I think we'll hit Jonathan up at the end of this thing. It's like I'm making 50 bucks today. Yeah? All right. Okay, early thoughts on The Cameroon by Aladino. I love these. I I can't get enough of them. There was one bundle of the Robusto left. Uh, I just bought it online uh, during the segment. Really? Yeah. I mean, the Lonsdale is great, too. And this is the second time I'm smoking the Super Toro. And it has more of that Cameroon... Uh, it has more of that Aladino Corojo to it, uh, where the Robusto and the Lonsdale, I got more of the Cameroon wrapper. Are you saying that you're influenced in some way by the Cigar Authority? I, I'll still go for the Robusto and Lonsdale, but I love Aladino so much, especially the Corojo Reserve. This is like the, the Super Toro size is like the Corojo Reserve with the Cameroon, kind of creating this new... Bl- Blend that stands out from the rest of the line. But I have a question. Barry, do you do all your shopping during the Cigar Authority or just your <laughs> no, cigar No, I looked, at, I looked and I said, there's one bundle left. We're talking about the cigar. I want that bundle. So I went and I bought it online without my discount. <laughs> okay. Just, just in case. And these are not coming in regularly. So we have more Lonsdales and Super Toros coming. Um, if they didn't come yesterday, I think we might have gotten a delivery from Aladino, but then it'll be a little while because we referenced last week in the cigar news segment how there are almost no flights coming out of Honduras right now due to COVID, so they have to put together a larger full, shipment yeah, for container. for a container ship. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit longer to get a refill of these than it normally would have been if flights were normal. Yeah. This is going to be a little messed up, folks. Uh, the factories have been closed for a couple of months shipping becomes an issue box manufacturing has become an issue mm-hmm. i know they're having that problem with the fluid dominicana right now they're coming in bundles yep. there's no savings or anything to you but that's the way they're coming you can't smoke the box anyway it's during these times that end up happening so i think the remainder of 2020 is going to be issues with yeah you may yeah. not get you may not get the exact size you're looking for yeah. but you, if you're willing to go up or down a size yeah. i think you get, you're going to get the cigars you, you want. see them buy them like yeah. you know if you want to try the aladino cameroon grab it now because it might be six to eight weeks before we yeah. get more well, it's in. not anybody's or, fault your yeah. store the, your, your store is not not ordering it and right. not buying enough it's it's the stuff isn't coming in it's not the manufacturer's fault either they can't do no. something they could do grab them now before barry buys them all <laughs> right grab them before barry <laughs> buys them um okay good cigar and of the line now i've smoked all sizes yep this is the best one it's very good See, I can un- I can understand that now because you know the size that I reviewed was the Super Toro and it was different than the other two. But I can see why you like this right. one better. Yeah, 
because it has more of that Aladino flavor to it with the hint of Cameroon. Absolutely. There's a hint of Cameroon here. It's not like a Cameroon cigar that is, you know, like Cameroon. Yeah, the wrapper's not, the wrapper is not overpowering the flavor. Right. It's quite a, the opposite. It's, yes. It's, an, it's there an in the background. Yep. It's an ingredient. It's adding a little sweetness to it. Right. I think last time you and I smoked the Lonsdale. Yes. And you get more of the wrapper coming yeah. through with that. And I like this one better. So, okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we got something very interesting in the mailbag to get to and a lot more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. 
that Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hello, this is Houston Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Here we go. Aladino Cameroon. That's what we're smoking. Very interesting. And speaking of very interesting, welcome back, everybody. We got a very interesting email that Jonathan wanted to do a whole show on, so we're we not. to do an after show. Okay, but we're not. We're just going to tell you what this is, or he's going to read this to you. It looks awful long. You got a short version of that? No. All right. No, do it the needs best to all be in here. All right. This uh, was the Oscars. They'd be playing the music by the end of the first paragraph. This is uh, Robert writing to us through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and the subject line is, Do I Kill the Vibe of My Local Shop? Hello, Authority. This email is going to be a long one, so I apologize in advance. I am relatively new to cigar smoking, although my curiosity has been present for much longer. It took some time to start smoking. Quite frankly, I was somewhat afraid of the possible judgment at my local cigar shops. Hmm. I acknowledge the fact that to some, I am different, in quotes. I live in a really segregated city in California. I'm Mexican from a rougher side of town, and all my shops reside in the old, quotes, white, quotes, side of town. I have no problem with old white guys uh, like other people of my generation do. I get along with everybody, and you old white guys especially are okay with me. I am in in my 20s, a dark-skinned Mexican with strong Mexican features, and I am extremely long hair that is well-kept. Although the phase of my wearing feminine and or women's clothing is over for the most part, (laughs) the masculine all-black clothing I do wear is worn in flamboyant ways. I often have my nails painted. I currently have my eyebrows shaved off. And a lot of people are 
on the conservative side of things think I'm gay or trying to be a woman or just a confused weirdo. So with the experience of my judgments I've faced on the side of town my local shops reside, I was a bit worried I'd be judged by old white guys. But now I'm a regular at a few shops and I haven't had any outwardly negative experiences. And honestly, I didn't think I would. The only thing I notice is that people seem reluctant to start a conversation with me or acknowledge me, and that's fine. Uh, I guess my question for the gang is, do you have any, in quotes, freaks like me that are regulars at Two Guys? Where I'm from, where I'm from, cigars seem to be an old white guy thing, and I'm pretty much the only guy that looks anything like me where I smoke. How is the scene of clientele in New England? Are there any weirdos that kill the vibe of the shop? Do the customers treat any weirdos that may be regulars differently? I just thought I'd ask and share some of my experiences of a young brown kid. Thanks for the show. And so. in conclusion, <laughs> last paragraph, I promise. No, Barry, I'm not gay. I have no problem with women. And yes, Barry, you can look and act even fruitier than Mr. Jonathan and still be a fan of females. For the record, Mr. J, I don't think you're that much of a fruit at all. Well, did he see the jumpsuit? Yeah, I'm sure he has. See, see so, so, so this, this should be a, a lesson in society. He goes into the cigar shop. People look at him as a cigar smoker. So that's the great equalizer. You know, in New York, you had the guys getting the six-figure bonuses at Christmas, hanging out with the guys that swept floors for a living. Didn't matter. You were a cigar smoker. And until we stop putting pe labels on people, there's always going to be an issue. He's not Mexican. He's a cigar smoker. So he's one of us. He's part of the human race. All right. But do we have any freaks? I like oh, the yeah, speech. Over the years, there's been, a, there's been a lot over the years. And I remember... You know, going way back, there was this guy that used to come in with a mohawk, gigantic size mohawk, all colored, and he only he right. looked like a bird. This, like, this, like the punk rock era yeah. of the big And, and all these floral colors that were there, and this was across the street that he used to come in. The nicest kid, the most polite and nicest kid there, there was going and I don't know why he did this, because did people look at him strange? As soon as he walked in, he looked like a half bird, half person of there. And, and you know, w would people look? Yeah, they're looking. You know, how, how do you not look, right? Mm -hmm. not, and then you get to know him, and then the next thing you know, he's hanging around with the guys. And the next thing you know, he cut his hair, and he Became was, an old white guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's <laughs> an old white guy now. Of, of what it is. So the problem well, in the cigar shop, and we talked about this before, is you got the douche factor. And it's the know-it-all guy. It's the guy who has the obnoxious fake laugh. These are the guys that get talked about behind their back. The guy that wears women's clothing once in a while and walks through in stockings, no one ever says anything about. He comes in, he gets his cigars, he sits down, has a conversation, and leaves, and no one says anything he, because he's nice. This guy realizes that he <clears throat> is being different. What do, you, what do you call this? He wants to show his own personality of this is how he feels it's or an whatever. individual. Yeah. And for that, these things happen to you if that's what you want to be like. And I'm a fat guy. I choose to be a fat guy because I eat like a fat guy. So I'm fat and I go in and people say, oh, he's a fat guy. Yeah, he is. Or you get the last donut offered to you more than anyone else, yeah. I would say. <laughs> As I should. Maybe the cigar world is just more in understanding. I mean, you got a shop owner in New Mexico that changed genders and he still has one of the most successful shops in the state. People don't look at it that way, I don't think. I think cigar smokers are just different. 
as they get to know you and know you're a great guy and all that stuff, but your first impression is going to scare some old white guys away? Maybe. I'm, uh, you know, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm going to look at it and say, well, when I was wearing my overalls, this guy's a freak, right? When I was wearing my overalls last week on the sales floor, did I get comments? Yeah, people know me and they break my balls about the outfits that I wear or my shoes or whatever. And if you walked in somebody else's store and they didn't know you, you'd be looked at as I, as, as a freak, right? They would give me some looks. Yeah, I'm sure. And then they get to know you, and then they look. But even you more. you have to know <laughs> you <laughs> you have to know what to expect if you're going to look different than everybody else. That's why most yeah. people don't look different, right? I choose not to look different. Strange thing. You know, nightclub district, I did it for years and years. I dressed like the people that were in the nightclub as opposed to be flamboyant and be the guy even on the stage, basically. And So you opted not to do the Dr. Johnny Fever look? Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I go the opposite. Right. When I'm on stage. I'm on stage. I'm yeah. dressed up. Yeah. So... Nah, tough, but you know he he's making the choice to do that anyway, and with that comes the issues that come with it. Mm. And I'm sure he's a nice, nice guy. And uh, the, as they get to know you, you're one of the gang. I'll admit, until the shaved eyebrows part, I was thinking it was an email from Edgar Hoyle. Yeah, you know, but he's accepted in the industry. Yeah, there's people in the industry. There's strange cats or, or different. Don't say strange, right? They're different than different. other people are, and I'm okay with it. I've seen it all. Yeah. 35 years in retail. How can you not I've see it I've seen it all. Yeah. I've seen it all. <laughs> and some of the people that dress up real nice, I caught stealing. Mm-hmm. And some of the people that look like they're coming from the hood and, and their problems are the nicest guys yeah. and everything in between. So, Hey, Jonathan had that perfect example of how not to judge somebody. Somebody came in, nobody wanted to wait on him, wait on him, and he wound up making a huge purchase. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't judge people by the book by its cover or whatever. But talking to the person at the like, if I was friendly with him, I'd say, "Why do you do it? Why do you set you yourself that, up? You are that guy and, who says it out of being a nice guy. Yeah, and you never mean anything by it. And I'm always mm-hmm. blown away by the fact that." Everybody else is thinking it, and you walk right up and you go, "All right, listen, you've been coming for three weeks. Why, why are you painting your nails? That's you." Yeah, because if you didn't, then you wouldn't. You wouldn't have to go through this. And I don't. I hate to see you go through any pain for what it is. And it doesn't mean all that much to you to paint your nails. I think some people like it. Well, with that comes the problem, right? So. Interesting, interesting. Um, all right, let's get to the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Would you rather be completely insane and know that you're insane, or completely insane and believe you are sane? Uh, it's a little bit on. Not that he's in, <laughs> insane, but well, I believe I'm sane, but I don't think anybody would agree with it. So th- this guy, Michael. He, Robert. he, Robert, yeah. he believes he's freaky looking. Would it be better if he didn't know he was freaky looking? No, right? He knows it. I think uh, I would prefer to, if you're going to be insane anyways, I think it's better to know. Better to know you're insane. Yeah? Better to know you're insane? Yeah, it's better to know. Better to know? I don't need to know. Ed Sullivan has no idea that he's a lunatic. Yeah. 
I have no idea. Um, what do they call that? Um, not knowing, like crazy people that don't know. Um, there's a word for that. Insane? No. Schizophrenic? No. I can't think of what it is. <laughs> Come on, resident fact checker. <laughs> what is that? You don't know? Ignorance is She's, bliss type of deal. She speaks barons. Is, she is ignorance speak bliss? <laughs> I think so. Yeah? That, oh, is, yeah? that is an expression. Yeah. So is ignorance bliss or you want to know? I'm a crazy person and I know I am. Yeah, I would want to know. I want to know because then you can at least try to make an effort. Uh, on the same vein, and I know we, we have it scheduled for after the classic three-way, but it's just too good. Uh, Nathan writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Uh, the subject line is know-it-alls. Barry and Mr. J, I'm here to solve the debate that was had on the after show today, 527-2020. Mr. J is clearly gay because if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And Barry, I don't even know where to start there. Love the show. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Wow. Signed, Nathan. Puts his real name on there. Mm. But Robert is not gay. He says he's not. Yeah. Jonathan just doesn't know it yet. So it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay. I want to uh, bring this up uh, soon. It will be time again to nominate the best cigars, best accessories, and best lounges year after year. The Cigar Trophy Awards are bestowed on cigar manufacturers and other actors in the cigar world for excellence in performance. Each year, the Cigar Journal turns you, the cigar smoker yourself, to make the decision which products most deserve this, appra this appraisal. Um, have your say at one of the most enriched and most personal smoking experience through their great wealth of knowledge, commitment, and hard work. The categories are Best Cigar Brand Per Country. Best Cigar Per Country, Best Value Per Country, Best Accessory, and Best Lounge. Soon you will have the opportunity to propose the cigar, accessory, and lounges of your choice for the award to help them rise and have their vote counted. The nominees are starting next week, June 3rd until June 14, 2020. The voting phase will start on June 22nd. Through July 3rd and September, the winner, and usually that happens at the trade show that has been canceled, we heard earlier in the show, but um, still in September, the winners will be announced. So for, for, for more information or for you to go on there and nominate somebody, and we won one year, uh, not even bringing it up was not only nominated, but we actually won one of the awards, you can go to Cigar trophy.com cigartrophy.com and nominate your favorite brand cigar value accessory there's no lounge. heavy lifting either how they awesome, do everything for you how awesome would it be for them to do it on the light em up lounge you have the five nominees and then you get rid of the four to lose and you have an interview with the guy that wins ah, they, and then the they next have category yep that would be awesome maybe they do it virtually sure ah, that would be nice that would be nice because this year is a very different year and virtuals ends up going. But anyway, Cigar Journal does a great job of what they do. Help them out, support them, go on there and give them some information that they may not know about. There's a brand that you love out there. You're doing a, a disservice not bringing them to the forefront and nominate them. So the nomination starts June 3rd. It's next week. Mm -hmm. 
Go on there June 3rd to June 14th for the nominees. Once that shuts down on June 22nd, whoever the nominees are, the voting starts with that. So your, your chance to be heard is right now, June 3rd. Go on there, CigarTrophy.com. Okay, it is time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Ed Sullivan, our champion once again. Been a champion for a long time. I got three questions and one tiebreaker if needed. Ed Sullivan, died this day. Died this Dead. day. Moses Harry Horshowitz. Also known as Mo Howard. No. Best Mo's no- dead? He's dead. Best known as the leader of the Three Stooges comedy team who starred in motion pictures and television for four decades. Howard, along with Larry Fine and one of the two constants of the comedian act, the third Stooge was played by Shemp Howard, Curly Howard, Joe Besser, and Curly Joe Joe Rita. Born on June 19th, but he died May 30th. What year? Oh, how it died. 1975. 75, he says. 1972. 72. I have 72 written down. 72. Somebody has two points. Only one person. Ed Sullivan. 75, Ed Sullivan. Two points. It was points. a sad day, as I recall. As you recall. Mr. Jonathan, Babe Ruth's final game. He goes hitless versus the Braves against the Phillies today. Babu's last game was today. What year? 1955. 55. 38. 38. I had 1939. 39. Everybody is over. 35. Everybody is over. Damn it. I don't follow hockey, so it's not fair. And last chance, Barry Stein to get two points and tie. Robert Evil Knievel's motorcycle jumped 16 automobiles in Gardenia, California today. Evil Knievel jumped 16 motorcycles in Gardenia, California today. What year? 73. 73. Barry, I swear this is true. I had 74. 74. 1963 for two points. 63 for one point. 67. Mr. Jonathan, one point. Barry, goose egg. Ed Sullivan is our champion again. And a very happy birthday going out to Henrik Villiger. Henrik Villiger from Villiger Cigars was born today. What year? Is he still alive? He is. And working and owns Villiger Cigars. Uh, 1932. 44. 28. 1910. No. 1930, I'm sorry. Oh. 19- how, how did you get that confused? It's written down on your paper. <laughs> He's 90. He's 90 today. Happy 90th birthday to Henrik Kellner, and he falls in with the 90 Henrik plus. Villiger. Hendrik Villiger. Hendrik uh, he, Villiger. He's up there in the 90s as uh, Mr. Padrone, 
was, as Avo Yavazian was, a lot of people in the cigar industry um, reached their 90s, some into their hundreds, um, smoking cigars every single day. Every single That's day. That's the answer. Wow, I, I was hoping you'd go with Joe Namath because it sort of popped up on one of my feeds this morning. Ah, but, and you, you, know. had, you were good for two points on that? Uh, 1943. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was 25 when he won the Super Bowl, so it would have mm. been 43. Yep. Mm. See? Wow, you would have been able to do yep. the math on that. Yep. Maybe. And you would have said, I don't follow hockey. <laughs> is, is he not a hockey player? He is not. He is not. Golf? All right. Yep. Golf. Golfer. Big golfer. All right. What do you think of Aladino Cameroon? It's uh, it's rare for a newer cigar like this to get into my regular rotation, and this one has jumped right in. We're going to be out of them soon enough, so yeah, I got to get it in while I can. It's at cigar stores across the country. Go to your favorite brick and mortar. Support your brick and mortar guy if you can do it. And if you don't have it, try twoguyscigars.com. Yeah. That's the number two guyscigars.com. It's a favorite for you. Here's your ride. <laughs> yeah, your ride. <laughs> They're coming to take me away. Yeah, <laughs> Ed Sullivan. I'll give it a thumbs up. I'm sort of with you. I don't get a lot of Cameroon out of it. Yeah. Very good. It's cigar. a very good cigar. Yeah. They could have called it something else, but as we said during the break, maybe they couldn't. Yeah, predicate uh, blend. Maybe they couldn't. You know, maybe that's it. RG seventeen was a wrapper that didn't exist, so they got to call it Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hey, we're gonna ask that question uh, when we get him on, which will be uh, during the summer sometime for sure. Okay, that's it. Next week, does the cigar burn of a cigar affect the taste? Does a bad burn mean how? What does a bad burn mean, and how does it happen, and can you stop it and fix it while it's happening? We're going to dig into the burn of a cigar, and we're going to dig in deep. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.